I mean, think about pen testing. Think about pen testing is all hacking, right? I'm just going to go out there and I'm just going to hack the world and hack the Gibson and, you know, all this other stuff, right? And, and they forget that at some point in time, you have to write a report. And that report has to articulate what you did. And then you probably have to present said report to somebody at that point in time. And they send me a message like, Neil, I want you, I want you to be my mentor. Or Neil, yeah. I've chosen you to be my mentor. And I'm like... That's not how a mentorship mentorship works. That's just not how that works. And most people forget that mentorship is a two-way street. Networking is the most important thing. Your network will provide you with the most insane, valuable career advice that you could have, whether you're first starting out or whether you're a CISO going for a board position, your network is the most invaluable resource. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. Do not put so much pressure on yourself. Don't compare yourself to other people. Don't compare yeah. your successes or failures to other people's successes or failures. We say that so frequently. And, and, and I can't even begin to describe how small my world got. There I was in the ARP, it's two o'clock in the morning, in pain, getting told I have cancer. And so that first quarter, that, that first three months, yeah, there was a very, very surreal feeling that I wasn't gonna make it to the next Black Hat, to the Black Hat coming up this year. Now, Neil, before we get into the interview, I've seen you put a lot of photos out. Something to do with golf, is that right? This is your new, <laughs> this is your new thing, right? It, it, it is my new thing. It's it's interesting. Um, you know, I, I'm sure we'll talk about this in, in the videos. We talk about perspective and we talk about life changing. But but golf has been an, a very good distraction for me. Um, there's been a lot of parallels between what I've learned in golf and what I've learned in my cybersecurity career, things like patience, things like focusing on the mental game, um, thing, things like, like one of the, one of the, I have a, I have a mantra when I go play golf where, right, where, you know, you know, there are no, there's no such thing as a bad shot. There's either good shots or good misses. And that right there, there's your cybersecurity mantra in a nutshell. There are no bad shots. There are either good shots or good misses. If you didn't get hit by WannaCry, guess what that was? That was a good miss. That was a good miss. <laughs> you may not have patched that Windows box. You just missed that one. And so, yeah, golf is um golf has taken a pretty huge, huge center frame to how I relieve stress, how I stay mentally right. And I have a pretty huge goal. I have a pretty lofty goal. Um, you know, I want to I want to make it to the PGA. Um, I'm getting kind of long in the tooth. And so I've never been a professional golfer. And so like, I'm going to I'm going to take a new journey. And I'm gonna stretch myself a little bit. And I'm going to join the Professional Golf Association. So for all of you watching, do me a favor, go and show your love to Neil. As you watch this video, you'll see why this is such an important thing. Please go and subscribe, go and show the love. I've put all the links below. Now let's cut to the interview. Everyone, David Bumble back with a very, very special guest. Neil, it's been way too long. Absolutely. I, I can't believe that I'm sitting here uh, on, on camera with you again after after so long. What a what a wild, what a wild ride it's been. Hey, listen, before before you before you get on to ask me a question, I do want to congratulate you on all your success. I have been Thanks. watching you. It's it's been it's been great to continue to see you grow. Congratulations on a million, you know, happy birthday to you again. It's it's weird that I've been a part of of, of a few birthdays with you now. 
um, over the last few years. And, and listen, um, you know, just congratulations to you. It's good, it's good to see you continue to be awesome. I appreciate it, Neil. So just for everyone who doesn't know Neil, I've linked some videos below. One of the very first videos that we did, which is quite a while ago, it's like two over yeah. two years ago, I think. Neil and I kind of set this up very, very quickly. Like I met Neil on, <laughs> on the Monday, on Wednesday, interviewed him. Thursday or something, the video was out and that video has done great. It's over a million views. And what I love about Neil is Neil doesn't beat around the bush and he gives it to us straight. <laughs> And he has a lot of experience. And what I really enjoyed in that video is he had Neil's top three things. So I'm going to try and extract top three things to get into cyber, top three things you need to know in life. But Neil, let's let's just switch gears for a second. You've yeah. had quite a like a like a journey in the last eight months or so. Tell us about that because I think that puts a, a real perspective on life and your career and everything. And I think it's great to hear, you know, input from someone like you who's been in this journey. Because, you know, we can fight about or bicker about small things yeah. in life, but there's much more important things. So I want to hand it to you. Take us for this ride, man. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it has been pretty interesting. And, and, and thanks to everybody who, who has been longtime listeners of your channel who, is, who has reached out to me in various forms uh, very unexpectedly. And, and, and I want to keep everybody paying attention to one word that you said there. You said perspective. And that's going to be a huge, huge theme, you know, uh, you know, that I've that I've realized, right? Um, in September, it was it was it was literally uh, uh, less than a month after we'd come back from Black Hat um, and DEF CON. Um, I met some fantastic people. I met Chris Greer, which I know you've yeah. done a lot of work with Chris here. Chris here recently. I, met, I met Chris for the first time in person. We chat over over DMs for a while, but I met him in person. An amazing dude. It was so great to, to, to chat with him. But come back from Black Hat and DEF CON. And um, the wife was out of town on business. Um, I, I went to bed one night feeling really feeling good. Um, woke up the next morning and had a terrible abdominal pain. Um, it was pain like I had um, I'd never experienced in my entire life. And 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 also on top of that, just a little background. I'm very open about this. Like I, I yeah. enjoy talking about this very much. So there's no question off limits about this. But um, because I do think it's important to share this journey. But so I woke up on Monday and I had a terrible abdominal pain. Um, I did what any man does. I ignored it. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you're not allowed to admit to that, but yes. yes. Exactly, exactly. There, there's, that, there's that directness that we talk about, right? I, I yep. ignored it. Um, I was like, yeah, you know what? It's probably just gas or being old or who knows, right? I just came back from, from Black Hat. Maybe I, maybe I caught something. Who knows, right? Ignored it for about 24 hours. Um, I, I didn't sleep Monday night. Woke up Tuesday morning. I was like, okay, this is either really serious or I ate something really terrible, right? We tried to make it through the day on Tuesday, talked to the wife a couple times, got to be about Tuesday night. The wife was like, hey, listen, I, I did some Google research because you know the best doctors in the world always do some Google research before they uh, before they diagnose you. <laughs> um, and she's like, I'm worried that your appendix might be might be bursting. So I think you should go to the hospital. Yeah. And who am I to argue with my wife? My wife yep. tells me to go to the hospital. We, so we know who the bus is. Yep. 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 Like, okay, if the wife's getting involved, the wife's telling me I gotta go to the hospital. I guess I gotta go to the hospital, right? So uh I, I go to the hospital and um uh you know, the ER is never fun and it's it's always a terrible trip. And so uh uh I get to the ER, they take me back. Um, <clears throat> probably, you know, three hours later, because, you know, the ER, nothing moves fast in the ER. They take me back and they do a CT scan on my abdomen. And then they take me back um, uh, and let me lay in bed for another hour and a half, two hours while they wait for the results. <laughs> um, and uh, they, they pull me back to a doctor's office. Yeah. After about a couple hours. And then that's vastly different because in the ER, right, it, it was it was it's pretty open bay. And so like they're going around from from room to room telling people, you know, what's going on with them. They actually grabbed me and they took me back to a closed room. And I was like, oh, shit, this is bad. I'm going to take you back to a closed room. 
and uh, he pulled up the CT scan and he showed a mass in my abdomen. And, and he was wow. like, yeah, I mean, he goes, uh, he goes, do you see that right there? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, do you know what that is? And, and I, and, and, you know, you get that moment where you're like, you're like, you're going to tell me it's cancer. You're going to tell me it's cancer. And, and I said, no, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Hoping that I was wrong. Right. Hoping that it was yep. fear. And, and no, he goes, yep. he goes, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a tumor. You've got a, you've got a tumor in your abdomen. You've got cancer. And, and, and I can't even begin to describe how small my world got. There I was in the ARP. Again, remember, my wife's out on town on business, so I'm there by myself. It's 2 o'clock in the morning, in pain, getting told I have cancer. Um, God, the size of my world just shrank. I, I can still remember just feeling ungodly surreal. Um, you know, there's lots of things that I learned about cancer, right? I mean, it's, it's the number one killer, you know, in, 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 in all of, in, in all of, uh, the, you know, in all of America, it's, uh, you know, it's, it, 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 it happens to come across like a large, large percentage of people, you know, it's, it's more common than you realize. Yep. Um, I just, you just never think it's going to happen to you. At the time, they had they had pre-diagnosed it as lymphoma just because of where it was in my abdomen. Um, that was obviously not the end of my roller coaster. Um, they obviously kept me in the hospital overnight. Um, you know, the 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 wife, you know, you know, got up first thing in the morning and drove home. They sent me to another hospital to go get a biopsy done. Um, <laughs> I, I laugh about the biopsy because it's it's it was weird how they did the biopsy and, and the easiest way that i describe when they go to the biopsy right so i get to the hospital the next day they're going to do a biopsy imagine somebody takes a straw and they stick a straw in my abdomen and they've got like this little poker that they like stick through the straw into my abdomen and they're literally fishing around the inside of my abdomen as they're wow. as they're like trying to find this this tumor to take a biopsy it was super weird but anyway so that was that was on a that was on a thursday sent me home on a friday so at the weekend to think about it obviously we knew we had cancer we were trying not to we were trying not to to be overly emotional, but obviously we were pretty emotional over the weekend. We had a follow-up meeting on Tuesday to basically get the results of the biopsy. Tuesday rolls around, and uh, we go to the doctor. We go to the appointment on Tuesday. And uh, it, I, I pause because, like, I'm, I'm reliving it, right? It's yeah. Man, the I can't imagine, walks, Neil. I can't imagine. The, the doctor walks in, Dave, with four other doctors. And, and, and again, your, your mind just goes like, this can't be good. This can't be good. And, um, he sits down and, uh, and, and he's like, uh, you have, you've metastasized melanoma, you have stage four melanoma. And, 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 and the wife and I just, we, that was it. Like that was, it was both over. It was, it was over the over the, the boundaries for us. We just, we just both burst, burst out into tears. It was pretty, uh, it's pretty devastating. Um, you know, melanoma has got a, you know, left untreated, which obviously everybody chooses treatment, but left untreated, it has a 17% survival rating past 12 months. And it had already been metastasized. They had found three tumors. Long and short of it is they'd found three tumors. Um, one on my left lung, one on my abdomen, and one on my left thigh. Um, 
most people think that it's related to skin cancer um, because melanoma is associated with skin cancer. They, I had three different dermatologists look at me. Um, they couldn't find a single sign of any existing skin lesion or any past skin lesion. Um, so they ruled out, you know, traditional skin cancer. They ruled out that I'd left some lesion unchecked that had eventually developed into cancer. Uh, to this day, the doctors have no idea why why I developed melanoma. It just uh, just just happened. You know, fast forward a little bit. We we obviously we took a break from streaming. We took a break yeah. from a lot of stuff. We took a break from a lot of stuff. You know, we we started. We got really lucky. We started immunotherapy um, the very next Friday. Um, we we got into to to Duke University, which is one of the the best cancer uh, you know hospitals in the states. Um, you know, we started immunotherapy, and and I have to say that that was that was like I know, I've seen people on chemo, and and I won't I won't even begin to say that this was as bad as chemo because it 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 surely wasn't. It was it was definitely it definitely had its hardships. Um, I was tired a lot. Um, I lost twenty more pounds. Uh, being those first that first month on immunotherapy because of loss of wow. appetite. Wow. Um, as you can tell, uh, it, it's funny to joke that that my hair is white. Um, uh. This is not old age, um, because if you go look at pictures of me from Black Hat and DefCon, you know yep. it was still it was still yep. very very dark. Yep. Um, this is so because I have melanoma, because the immunotherapy is trying to kill the melanin cells in my body, it has basically discolored all of the hair <laughs> on my entire body. It's 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 all over me. Um, uh, you know, not that I'm complaining about that, right? I, I didn't have a whole lot of hair on my head the, to to begin with, as it is. Um, but, but it does, it does add a little bit of a distinguished, uh, you know, distinguished look to the, uh, to the, to the persona. You're an elder now. Um, yeah, I'm an elder. Exactly. I, I just need like some long hair, like Gandalf or something like That's that. Right. And, uh, and a cage. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, uh, I've been, I've been, I mean, like, like, like that, that's enough of the sad shit, right? Um, I've been, I, I can't believe we, until you and I talked about it, I didn't realize it'd been 10 months. You know, we've, we've been on, we're entering our 10 months on this journey. I've, I've been through 10 months of immunotherapy. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, I'm doing good. The tumor has, has uh, two, of the, two of the three tumors. So the tumor in my lung and the tumor in my thigh have all, it's, it's hard to say they've gone away. They've, they've, there's no evidence that they're there anymore. Right? right, meaning that the, right. the the scans that they use to check for cancer can't detect those tumors anymore. Um, the one in my abdomen has shrank uh, pretty significantly, but I, I I think you know one of the things that um, so so I'm, I'm on the up and up. I'm on the up and up. Like I I, I joke around and I can joke around this and I can be I can be comfortable saying this. I'm dying less than I was in September. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know yeah. I, I I think you know, one of the big things that has hit me is that this is, this is, this is my life now. Yep. Like there, there is no, this isn't like COVID where it's like you get seven days and, and it's gone or, you know, a, a cold, a weekend cold or a hangover or anything like that. This is my life now. Like I, um, I will be dealing with this for the rest of my life. It's two things that stand out to me, Neil, is that you can actually joke about it after such a difficult time. You know, it's, I can't imagine what you, what you're going through and what you've gone through. And secondly, is perspective, right? What the yeah. stuff that's really important becomes really important. Like for me, my daughters—I almost lost my youngest daughter when she was only a few months old. Um, sorry, my eldest daughter when she was only a few months old, and nothing else mattered but trying to yeah. save that life. And you know, I always say people bicker and fight on cyber. We—I've said to you, I find cyber very 
um, yeah. toxic and people yeah. throw a lot of shade at each other. And, and to me, it's like pointless because when, when it's life, when it's the important things, that stuff means nothing. Yeah. The, the perspective thing I think was really huge for me, right? I I've spent my, you know, I spent my entire career in this industry, right? I've, I've been at it my entire life. Um, I've been a, a grinder, you know, my entire life. Um, I, I, I've, you know, I've always given 110% of myself, 150% of myself to, to my career, my, my profession and my talent. You know, I've, I've achieved, you know, the highest position, you know, you can get in cyber. I'm, 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 I don't know when this will air, but I'm interviewing for, for a board of directors position, oh, right? Congrats. You know, to thank you. Um, you know, and so, so I, I can say that like my, my career has reached, you know, um, uh, you know, a pretty high pinnacle. Yep. At, at that moment, in those moments where I was dealing with the realization of how short my life was, and, I, and I'm, I turned 44 just last week, whenever this airs, you know, it was just a couple of weeks ago, right? At 44, getting diagnosed with stage four cancer, realizing how short my life has been up until that point, and how much shorter my life could be in the future. You know, the, you know, the last thing that I thought about? my cybersecurity career, that was the last thing that was running through my head. My what was I was I, I, I couldn't realize the things that I stressed about, I couldn't realize the the things that I thought were so important up until that moment, the, the things that I prioritized <clears throat> over my health, up until that moment, it was, um, yeah, perspective is a great way to put it. Um, none of that stuff mattered. You know, what mattered, my family, my friends, um, existence. You, you, I remember you were saying you had like 70% uh, people uh, last a year, right? So yeah. you're, you were looking at like, I'm not going to make a year. The, those first, those, that first quarter before that first scan. So you, you usually go about three months worth of treatment and then they do a scan to see how your body has responded to the treatment, to see if the tumors have responded to the treatment, to see if like, if things are going to move in a positive direction. So that first quarter, that, that first three months, yeah, there was a very, very surreal feeling that I wasn't going to make it to the next black hat to the black hat coming up this year. Um, yeah, that was a that was that was a hard, hard thought that the wife and I were living with on a day to day basis. So Neil, I introed this about the top three things. Yeah. And I think we need to talk about top, top three things yeah. in life, like your personal life. And I think you're going to say health, I think would be one of those. But let's talk about three things in life, but also like three things you can do in your career. You know, just advise. I think it's important. You've got this perspective now. What would you advise yourself or anyone else? Let's say they're 21. And I mean, I don't want to just put it to a young age, but yeah. anyone 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever. If you were looking down, if you were talking to yourself again, what would you advise like health, life, yeah. career, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's let's start with the health since we, we since we started with that that yeah. that topic, right? Um, I did not prioritize my health. And what does that mean? Right. Um, I I praised myself and I bragged and I held it as a badge of honor that there were numerous years, numerous years where I got less than three and four hours of sleep a night. Wow. Um, you wow. know, I I I for a whole year. For multiple years, David, wow, multiple years, wow. you know, you know, including years in the military, including years since being out of the military, you know, where, where I didn't get a lot of sleep. I, I said, no, I'm going to grind. I'm going to hustle. I'm going to put it to the test. Um, 
it, it, you know, I don't have the exact statistics on me. I know how your audience loves to, to fact check my statistics uh, frequently. Ignore the um, haters. Ignore the haters. <laughs> That's the thing. No, no, it's, I, it's perspective, I right? Pers- perspective, yeah. man. That yeah. means nothing. Yeah. I think yeah. it's the old, and, you, and the older you get, the more perspective, you know, that kind of stuff yeah. is irrelevant. Yeah, sorry. I didn't want to interrupt you. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. You're 100%. But I, I, there's, a, there's a crazy statistic, and I didn't realize this, about how the body goes to repair itself when you sleep. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, the eight hours of sleep, like I can tell you, um, you know, when I was getting zero sleep, because I had a tumor, you know, you know, growing inside of my belly was some of the most restless sleep that I'd ever gotten. Um, when I started to put, you know, effort into getting eight hours of sleep, I started to actually like the doctor was like, Hey, I need you to get eight hours of sleep every night. He's like, it will actually help your body repair in addition to having the treatment. And so like, like health is ridiculously important. And we're talking physical health. We're talking physical health here because um, I ate like shit. I drank like a sailor. I got no sleep. And, and I, I lived in a, in a, in a sense of a physical stress position for well over a decade. It was well over a decade. And, and, that is something that I would go back and I would change. I would wholeheartedly prioritize my own personal physical health, you know, over anything else that I had done. And so like, I I think when we talk about health, my number one thing is prioritize your physical health. Go to the gym. And and I'm not talking like, don't, you you gotta gotta be swole. You ain't gotta be Arnold Schwarzenegger. You don't have to be Dave Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah. No, you don't have to be Dave Kennedy. You don't have to be, you know, you know, any of these guys, Chris Russell is another one. He does, he does great videos on, on Twitter, you know, fantastic, you know, um, cybersecurity professional, you know, he goes to the gym and he's been dude, dudes buff as hell. Right. Um, you don't have to be those guys. Like go take a 15 minute walk, right? If you take 15 minutes, like there is, there is definitive proof that a 15 minute walk every day helps you mentally and helps you physically. Right. It's that easy. I'll just say this because um, so we get, we get criticism, right? I'm not saying that you shouldn't be like Dave Kennedy if you can, because I wish I looked like that. <laughs> And some of these other guys. So if you can do that, yeah. more power to you, as they say. Yeah. I wish I could. Yeah. But it, I, I love what you're saying. You know, do something. That's yeah, do, for you. Just move. For you, you know, yeah. for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Just move your body. Just move your body. The second health piece. And I know you and I have talked about this on your shows before, but we don't talk about it enough. Mental health. My oncologist, when when my oncologist started this journey with me. So so for those who don't know, an oncologist is somebody who specializes okay. in cancer. I was gonna ask you yeah. what what is yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a doctor that specializes in cancer, right? Okay. You know, he said we're gonna we're gonna put you on immunotherapy, and this is how we're gonna fight fight the cancer inside of you. And say, like, cool, great. Um, and he goes, all right, let me let me prescribe for you some other things that I need you to do to do this. And I'm like, great, ready. And I'm waiting for him to give me like a a list of medicine that he's gonna give me. Yeah. And he goes, I want you to remove the stress from your life. And I was like, come again, say what? Mental stress is is. We don't talk about it enough in cyber, and we do talk about it. We kind of gloss over burnout and things like this. Yeah. We yeah. we kind of gloss over, you know, what it means to to always be ahead of all the threat, you know, you know, um, you know, you know, threat threat actors and threat groups and threat intelligence that's out there. We talk about it in terms of like, oh, we've always got to be on the leading edge of our, our training or our certifications or education or stuff like that. Um, but but I can tell you that, and 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 this is so wild, David. I would I would have stressful weeks at work, right? So I work for a startup. I know we'll get to the career stuff here in a little bit, but I work for a startup, and 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 a startup is anything but non-stress, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. we we are literally fighting for our lives every day at a startup. Um, and I can tell you that weeks that I've been stressed and had to go to the doctor, my blood work was off the chart. Mental stress 
affects you at the cellular level. And it wasn't perspective. It wasn't, I wasn't able to see that until I had a stressful week, went to the doctor on Friday for a treatment and saw how jacked up my blood work was because of stress. And so work on your mental stress. That's, that's point, kind of point number two. Work on your mental stress. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. Do not put so much pressure on yourself. Don't compare yourself to other people. Don't compare yeah. your successes or failures to other people's successes or failures. We say that so frequently. Your behind the scenes should not be compared to somebody else's highlight reel. Yeah, like exactly. you're not yeah. there. You're not there. Yeah. You've had different experiences, different life journeys, different goals and accomplishments. Like it's like, like take that stress out of your mind a hundred percent. Don't put yeah. that stress on you. You know, we all want to do well at work. This is, this, these are trying economic times. I I've known several people in our community in the cybersecurity community that have gotten laid off. Like it happens to everybody. Your value you know, you got, is not, is not determined by your job. Yes. Your value yes. is not your work. I mean, that's a, I think it's a different American perspective. I find, sometimes find people put the, um, their values based on what they earn and you know their positions in life. That's not your value. And that I think that 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 kind of gets to number three, right? Yeah. The number three thing that that this whole cancer journey has kind of like put forth to me from a perspective: friends and family. Yeah, yeah, always. Yeah. Um, you know, this all this, this if there's if there's a segment I'll cry at, this will be the segment I cry at. <laughs> um. <clears throat> yeah, I told you this is starting already. Don't worry. Um, you 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 don't you don't have to cut this out. Um, you know if if it you know I think it's important for people to see this. Um, I had a friend. As soon as uh, you know, old military buddy lives down the street here. <clears throat> as soon as soon as we told the news to them, you know, once we once we felt comfortable doing it, he works at the VA. Um. He literally took the day off of work, came to the house, and helped me fill out paperwork for a little-known VA benefit based on the fact that I was in Afghanistan and that I now had this disease to help me get a VA benefit that would effectively pass on to my wife and my kids when I pass. Nobody ever told me about it. I've been out of the military for 10 years, was in the military for, for 10. So for the last 20 years, never known about this. Comes to the house proactively and says, we got to make sure you're taken care of. We got to make sure your family's taken care of. And he spends four hours there with me this that afternoon, you know, getting some VA benefits put in place for, for my family if I pass. That's fantastic. And I'll, I'll say this, Neil, you phoned me when my channel got hacked. And I think that was just before you knew what was going on. Um, and if it wasn't for you, it could have been a lot worse. So again, you know, I want to thank you so much for being a good friend and, um, I really appreciate it, man. And, um, I'm glad that that person helped you. And it's, 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 it's something important. You know, I think you can get so focused on your career that you lose your friends or you lose your family. Don't lose those important things in your life. Yeah. It, they will, they will matter more to you at the right times than you ever ever will realize, ever will realize. So you're talking to your younger self. I am, um, yeah. the, the, the flip side of that is, or you're talking to someone else who's starting. The flip side of that is, I know that through hard work and determination, yes. I was able to get myself from not such a great place to a much better place. And there's so many stories of people like that who will say, look, I don't, 
I don't live in a I don't live in the US or I um, don't come from a great family. I don't have a trust fund or whatever. I'm the only way I get out of this is is grit and determination. So tell us from a perhaps we can switch to careers now. Yeah. What, what is your yeah. what are your top three tip top things for for that? Yeah, and and I wanna I I was um was scrolling through my normal news feed this morning and um uh I, I very much believe in the human experience. Yeah. Right. And and if, if anything, this this journey has has really taught me that there are some people out there who mentally will do whatever it takes to overcome the adversities that are placed in front of their lives. So there's a lot of people who who will wake up every morning, go do their job, go do their nine to five, go home, do their things in the evening, go to sleep, wake up and do it. And they'll do it every day and they'll do it for 30 years. They'll do it for 50 years. They don't care. They're okay with that. And and that life is okay for some people. They are they are okay with that. There There is a subset of people out there and I, I, I think you're one of them. I think I, I definitely know I'm one of them having watched where I've come up from and you know what I've gotten to. You know, I know that there are people who listen to this who who look at you and look at I and and hold us to a a a, a place that's like, I want to be at that level. And, and I think that that's good. I think, I think having aspirations of where you want to be helps, again, back to perspective, helps to keep that career in perspective. Yeah. And, and so I think that, that you have to find it in yourself. There, there's, that, there's that mental discipline that says, I will achieve that. If you are that type of person, if you can be that type of person, let's, let's talk about your career for a second. Because I know that we've done several of these like, you know, career things over the last couple of years. I know we've talked extensively about it on my channel. I think, uh, you know, there, there are some things that you need to keep in mind. We said it on the very first video that you and I did. Networking. Yeah. Networking. Networking is the most important thing, regardless of whether you want to be a hacker for your entire 20 or 30 years in cybersecurity or whether you want to be a CISO or whether you want to be a board director. It does not matter. Your network is so ridiculously important. Um, I can give you several examples. I can give you examples from within the last 12 months, right? I, you know, needed some, <laughs> you're, I'm, I told you I work for a startup, right? You know, I've, I've held, I've held, you know, executive level positions at Fortune 100 companies, right? Yep. When I pick yep. up the phone at a Fortune 100 company, and I call my friends at, at insert any cybersecurity vendor here. And I'm like, Hey, I'm Neil from company X, they automatically whether you like it or not, right, their mind goes "Oh, this dude's got like $50 million of a, of a cybersecurity budget, I'm going to yep. talk to him because maybe I can get me a portion of that $50 million. Of course. <laughs> and, and so everybody, when you're at a startup, nobody talks to you. They're like, Neil has no money. <laughs> <laughs> um, except for people in my network. And, and so yeah. we had a we, we were we were we had a problem with a, a particular software vendor. I'm not gonna rat this software vendor out, you know, and, and literally I had a help desk ticket. <laughs> I've been remanded to help desk, David. I don't even have people I can call anymore at <laughs> a startup. Um, I had a help desk ticket in with this this company, with this cybersecurity company for four weeks because I wanted to give them more money. I actually had money I wanted to give them. And uh, for four weeks I got ignored uh, from a wow. help desk ticket. And finally I got fed up the other day and I went to people who are in my network. And I said, Hey, listen, like, I know you guys wouldn't let me, you know, be treated like this. If I was at if I was at insert fortune 100 company here, are you gonna let me get treated like this? Because I'm at a startup now and and it's been back to friends and back to your network. They were like, Oh, hell no, hell no. And they intervened and they helped out and we got it all worked out right in the end. You That's know, great. having having your network helps you get a job. 
helps you solve problems at companies, helps you when you have to bounce ideas. You know how many times most, you know, there are people in our cybersecurity industry, you know, people that you that your audience has probably watched who call me and they're like, Neil, I need advice on this. Neil, I need advice on that. Neil, yeah. you've probably seen this in your career. Can you guide me in this direction, right? Whether it's it, not just from how to get into cyber, but it's like, what software solution to pick? What, what strategy should I have to do this? I'm having problems with this mentality. Can you help me with this, right? There are our CEOs and CIOs and CTOs and CISOs from other companies who call me up and they're like, hey, Neil, I'm dealing with this challenge. You hear me? Your network is so important from everything, from your job perspective to solving problems in the future. Your network will provide you, your network will provide you with the most insane, valuable career advice that you could have, whether you're first starting out or whether you're a CISO going for a board position, your network is the most invaluable resource in your career, period. You've always said no. that. And, and I think if if you talk to people who have, who have executed on that advice, yeah. They're having oh my, oh my god moments right now where they're like shit Neil Neil was right like this is this is awesome I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that as well it's who you know and the more people you know the easier it gets yep exactly so then the second piece is um kind of the, the the second part of of that career piece is is always be learning and, and we talk about that I think we I think that's another one that we pay a lot of lip service to in this industry always be learning has nothing to do with with certifications like let's get that let's let's get that out of the way, right? Like, I'm not talking about like, you need to have a certification on your roadmap every year. Like, I'm gonna be really cynical, especially now that I'm not working for a particular, you know, training and education company anymore. The certification game is a fucking racket. <laughs> <clears throat> Can I use that as a intro? Know, no, 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 I'm kidding. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Um, it is, it is, listen, here's the thing. Everybody loves the certification race at the beginning of their career. That's, I, I was going to say that, yeah. It's important in the beginning. Yep. It, yep. Everybody loves the certification race at the beginning of their career. But you'll notice that the longer in the tooth you are in this career, yep. you realize how much of a racket that business is. And so like when I say always be learning, it's not about certifications. Learn from your network. Learn from people like David. Like the, the amount of tribal knowledge that exists in, in the human experience in cybersecurity is unlike anything that you'll ever learn in a book or in a YouTube video or in a uh, in a certification. Like people have asked me for years to do certifications. There is nothing that I, can, there's no way to convey the experiences that I have in cybersecurity in a way that's going to be able to, to, to translate into a proper certification for people. You know, anybody can teach hacking, right? Anybody can teach blue teaming stuff. But to get the life experiences of sitting on a console and dealing with WannaCry, right? And dealing with a Fortune 100 company that is trying to, to basically fight against a, a, a virus that is coming directly at them, that is going to shut down a, a manufacturing line that produces $10 million a day for that company, right? You, you, can't, you, you can't simulate that, right? And so you have to learn from people. You have to always be learning. You have to always be out there talking to people. You always have to be out there, you know, reading white papers, always be out there reading, you know, other people's research, other people's studies, other people's lessons learned, other people's, you know, you know learning from talks about experiences that's what I'm talking about when I talk about always be learning. Like, it's not about certifications. Yeah, I think, I mean, the thing is, the kind of stuff that you're talking about, it's difficult to, you can't certify that. It's experience. Um, yeah. And I, I agree with you. I mean, I did my CCIE 20 years ago, over 20 years ago now. It was it was fantastic to do it. And I'm, a, I'm still a firm believer in certifications in the beginning. But you, as, like you say, as your network grows, as you get more well-known, 
they're not it's just a one metric and other metrics become more important right um yeah. I, I it's like when i talk to you and i i speak to other people in the industry you can't learn 20 years in a three-week boot boot camp it's impossible mm-hmm. so it's nice to sit I, I love i love these kind of interviews where i sit like, like with the audience and we just listen to people share their experiences and their knowledge because I think you can learn a lot from a one-hour interview or something when just listening to someone share their heart or share their experience. You learn so much. No, I I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, the this is why like I I'm a I've done I've done two rounds of internships now with my company. Um, and and I I challenge anybody to go talk to any of my interns who 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 have been part of that program who want to want to share their experiences. I don't teach technical stuff. Like I don't I don't teach them how to do technical stuff. Like they can go they can go learn that. And and I've yeah. got an intern I've got an intern now who's like who who literally came to me. He's like Neil, I don't want you to teach me anything technical. He's like I can go learn that. I can go learn that from a, a, a nine dollar Udemy class. Right. Exactly. Yeah. He's like I, I want you to teach me. I want you to teach me the stuff that I can't learn in a Udemy class. Yeah. Right. And that's the stuff that you get from just sheer experience in this industry. That's nobody can teach you that in a certification class. So it sounds like you should try and get a mentor, right? Or mentors, people that can who have walked the journey, right? Yeah. And I and I think that that's a fantastic um kind of kind of third piece from a career perspective is is always have what you would refer to as a mentor. Um and I want to clarify something, right? I get a ton of DMs for people who <laughs> who see a, a video of you and I together and they send me a message they're like Neil I want you I want you to be my mentor or Neil yeah. I chose you to be my mentor and I'm like that's not how a mentorship mentorship works that's just not how that works yep. <laughs> yeah. um mentorship is is important and again this is again this is something whether you're beginning or whether you've got 20 years in the industry like I've got mentors now like I've been in this for my entire career and I've got mentors now. Like like when I when I took this CISO role for the startup that I'm at now, I called and consulted by my mentors before I took it. You know, I, I told you I'm interviewing for a board of directors job. I called I called current mentors now and got advice on how to approach this journey from from a board of directors position. So so there's there's mentors at, at every space in your career. What's good for you as a mentor at your junior years may not be the right mentor for you at your senior years. But one of the things that I think is misconstrued, and I actually did a video on this. I had a um I Caitlin O'Connor who ran a, a fantastic mentorship program called Battle. Battle, um, battleship security. And um, she, she brought up a really good point that most people forget that mentorship is a two-way street. Like you should be coming to somebody that you want to, to mentor you and say, listen, I need you as a mentor. Here's what I think you can do for me. And in return, here's what I'm going to do for you. And, and again, there's no right or wrong answer to what that is, right? It, it could be a barter system. It could be an emotional system. Maybe uh, listen. I had I, I have I had one DM. This DM I took I, I took the individual up on on their offer. He said he said Neil. He said um, I, I see you're on um, a, a multi year. This was obviously before the cancer diagnosis. On a multi year physical training journey. Ever since I've been on this journey, I've lost over fifty pounds. If you can imagine Neil, fifty wow. pounds heavier. Yeah. Um and uh. Um, he said, he said, I spent 10 years in the physical training industry. I will do meal plans for you. I'll do custom workout plans for you. And I'll help you on your journey. If you'll mentor me in cybersecurity. That's great. He took stuff that he was trying to from a previous career that he had. That's great. And said, I will help you with this. If you'll help me with cybersecurity. That's the type, like you see that. and, And if you ask anybody, to be your mentor, and that's how you approach mentorship. I don't know of a single mentor, unless they're just insanely busy and they just don't have the time to do it, 
there's not a single mentor in the world to be like, I, I could act, I absolutely could use somebody like that, you know, to, to help me out. It's, it's a proposition, isn't it? It's rather than give me, give me, give me. It's like, I can offer you this, but I'd like you to give me that in return. It's a totally different pr proposition. It is, it is. And that's what mentorship is all about, right? And, and yeah. mentorship isn't, you know, hey, Neil, I can't get InMap to work. How do I, how do I get InMap to work, <laughs> right? That's, a, I, that's not mentorship. That's not mentorship. <laughs> mentorship is, is Neil, I'm dealing with this life challenge. Mentorship is, Neil, I'm dealing with this, this issue in cybersecurity. Neil, um, you know, we just had our first incident. This was what happened. This is how I went through it in my head. This is how I reacted. Can you help me better prepare for the next incident? That's a great example right? because you mentored me through that hack. <laughs> And that's exactly how, how what you told me, David, do this, do this, do this, do this. So I will say this, if it wasn't for Neil, my incident <laughs> response would have been really bad. <laughs> let's, let, let, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that, though. Um, how did I help you? Oh, you phoned me in the time of need, right? You saw that I was there was something happening. You phoned me straight away and you said, David, you, you need to do this right now. And I mean, there's a whole bunch of things you did. You said, I, I mean, stuff that I didn't think about. You have to speak to the, to, well, in the UK, it's slightly different, but I had to speak to the ICO in the UK about the data breach. I did, and then I proactively emailed a lot of people, even though I suppose it, I didn't actually need to do it, but we've, we, I was very proactive and it wasn't, I, I can't say I was proactive. I was pro <laughs> proactive because of you, because <laughs> you said, David, you should take these steps. And actually the, the result of all of that was a lot of people were like really happy that I, and like complimented that. We actually told people, look, this is, we weren't sure if data had been breached. Um, the ICU, ICO, sorry, in the UK said, don't worry about it. Cause if emails get leaked, it's everywhere. That's not important. Um, so I, I didn't have to report anything, didn't have to do anything cause there wasn't actually a leak. It was just this YouTube hack that had been going around, but we were very proactive and you, you and you, you, I remember clearly, Neil, <laughs> You were phoning me and you say, David, you need to calm down now. You need to do this, 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 yes. this. Yep. Yeah. In your time and, and of need, right? Well, I mean, I, you know, you, you're a friend and you're a, you know, we, we have a, we have a very good, you know, very good relationship and, and, you know, self-sacrifice is, is an interesting, is an interesting thing. I, let's just, I couldn't, I couldn't watch a friend couldn't watch a friend go through that regardless of what I had going on. I wasn't, I wasn't laying in the ER and I didn't have a, I didn't have somebody sticking a poker in me to do a biopsy. You know, I, I could put aside my, my mental troubles long enough to help you out through that. But I think the point, the point I was trying to make was, you know, that, that mentorship may not have felt like mentorship at the time. Yeah. And, and I know you've done cybersecurity content over, over the years, but I saw that there was a gap that I could help with. And you've always been a really good friend. You've been a really good mentor to me through my content creation journey. I, obviously you're the, you know, you're the biggest content creator that, 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 you know, I know and associate with, and, and I've, I've taken a lot of your teachings, you know, that we've had in private and I've applied them to my own channel. And so whether we've had an established mentorship relationship or not, you know, I saw an opportunity that I had a skill set that you didn't have yeah. that I could put it to work and help you you know, recover from that. And so that's that if people are listening to that story, like that may not sound like, Hey, I didn't text David and say, David, will you be my mentor in content creation? David didn't text me and say, Hey, Neil, will you be my mentor when it comes to if my, my YouTube channel ever gets hacked? That's just the result of a combination of good friendship and knowing that he has mentored me through this content creation journey that I've been on for the last couple of years. Um, and seeing that I had an opportunity to give back to him for all of that help that he's given me, you know, just be, just at a time of need that he needed it. And that, that's what mentorship is. That, it's a two-way street. And I think that's the biggest thing that I would encourage people to kind of go back and forth with is it's a two-way street. And in teamwork and friendship, one person has always got a strength the other doesn't have. 
I, I'm stronger than you in certain areas, and you're much stronger than me in certain areas. It's, it's we 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 go further as a as, as a team rather than trying to do everything alone. Yeah, I think we forget that in this cyber industry. I think we're we're naturally competitive in this industry, and I think that natural competitiveness changes our perspective to realize that it, it's all of us against all the bad stuff that's out there in the world, and we shouldn't be in fighting each other. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's strange. You know, it's you're on the same team, but you're fighting each other. Rather take that effort and point it towards a common enemy of trying to, you know, solve the breaches, solve the hacks, that kind of thing, rather than fighting amongst each other on Twitter. It's like, what's the point of that? We're, we're listen, we are all going to get hacked. Like every, everybody's, everybody's YouTube channels. I mean, listen, like my YouTube channel, you know, is nowhere near the size of yours, but I get hack attempts all the time. Like everybody from me to you, to, to John, to, to everybody. Like you, we saw recently Dragos, I know Rob Lee. I've had Rob Lee on my stream. Rob Lee and I were friends in the Air Force. We both worked at the agency together. He was a SANS instructor. I was a SANS instructor, right? I knew Rob really well. F fucking wicked smart dude. Does some amazing work with Dragos at in the ice, in the industrial controls uh, space, right? Dragos had a hacking attempt, right? They had it. They had well. somebody get compromised, you know, on their team. It happens to everybody, right? You can't. You will not. If you are listening to this. It's not a matter of you will never get hacked. It's just a matter of it hasn't been your time yet. You just haven't had it happen to you. Everybody is going to get hacked. The sooner you realize that, the better off you are. Because then you realize David and I, even though we're we're you know we're a six hour plane ride from each other on the east coast to to to, to England, right? We're we're right next to each other in the trenches of cyber warfare. We are we are both holding a gun, you know, pointed at the enemy in the trenches of cyber warfare. I spoke recently to Troy Hunt and you know, yeah. you only have to go go onto his website and put your, your email address in and you can see your data there. Mm -hmm. um, have I been phoned? Yeah. yeah, exactly. If it's not you personally, it's someone that you're associated with. Yeah, yeah, it's a matter of time. So Neil, a lot of people watching may be new on their journey, but they're not gonna stay where they are. They're going to look maybe 10 years, five years, whatever down the line and they might be eyeing a CISO position. You've you've done that. You've been like NSA, um, hardcore hacking stuff, and then you went to CISO. Um, any advice for that journey? Yeah, um, there's 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 a lot of considerations there, right? And 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 one of the things that I'll, I'll kind of preface this by saying, like, um, I I pride myself on being a CISO and also being technical, right? Yeah. Um, and when I say technical, I, I want I want everybody to understand what that means. Like, I've never taken my hands off the keyboard. Um, I I do um, I do side gigs all the time. I I, I have an entire uh, gig ecosystem that I talk about on my stream. Um, you know, I I have a business that I run. You know, where I do I do you know you know, ma you know professional services for folks, anything from pen testing to managed detection response to threat hunting. You know, and and so like I, that's been a that's been a personal goal of mine through this journey is because I refuse to be a desk jockey and I refuse to be somebody who isn't in touch with the technical side of, of cybersecurity, right? So that's been personal to me. So I want, I want everybody to understand that, that I'm not just giving you, um, I'm giving you the advice of somebody who's sat in exactly the seat that you're sitting in now, who's probably sat in it longer than you will in this industry and probably still does more of it, you know, on a, on a week to week, month to month basis. Um, that, that most of you will do at the height of your career, right? And I say all that to say there are definitely some things that I did not learn when I was sitting in your seat, when I was sitting in that technical seat, when I was sitting in that analyst seat, when I was sitting in that level one, level two, when, I'm, when I was in the first five years of my cybersecurity career, there were things that I did not learn. They're crushing me now. They are, they are killing me now. 
And that, that first and foremost thing, that first thing is business acumen. Yeah. Now, yeah. I'll remind everybody, remind everybody, I don't have a four-year degree. Like, I'm not coming to you from somebody who spent four years in a comp sci degree or four years in a cybersecurity degree. I don't have a four-year degree. I definitely don't have an MBA, right? I don't have a business degree at all. And I can tell you that having to learn the business skills to be successful when you get to a manager, a director, or a CISO level, that is the stuff that will, that will make you fail, in those executive roles, hand over fist. And, and I'm not talking like, don't. Uh, this isn't a plug to go out and get your MBA. I'm not advocating to go out and get your MBA by interest and imagination. Um, I've talked to people with MBAs and they're like, that MBA has served me no good inside of the cybersecurity arena. But I could definitely say that understanding like how to read a 10K. If you're if you're working for a United States company, if you're a United States person who is who has an interest in working for a U.S. company or any anybody else who has the interest in working for a U.S. company, go read a publicly traded company's 10K. The SEC, the Security Exchange Commission, requires that every company put out 10K. That explains to you the business priorities of that company. Why is that important, Neil? The business priorities help you understand if you're going to say you have to do a penetration test, does your penetration test align with the business priorities of the company? And saying that it'll keep the company secure is not aligning to the business priorities of the company. If you're going to advocate for a, a $5 million investment for an EDR solution or an XDR solution or a SIM solution, and you say, well, we need it because we have to be secure, that's not articulating to the company what the need is to spend $5 million on cybersecurity. You have to be able to articulate that. And, and, and the, only, the, the best way to do that is to have more business acumen than I guarantee you most people have out there right now. Sound advice. That's, I mean, I think the older you get, the more, if you want to progress, you're going to get more and more to management. And... Uh, uh, business skills, soft skills, stuff like that becomes more and more important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to I want to bifurcate the business skills and the soft skills because that's going to be number two yeah. is, is my soft skills. The the business skills you could let me give you. I want to you know me. I'm a huge fan of like giving people something that they can take away from this video that they can do right now. Right. If you're if you're not in management, but you know that that's on your trajectory and you want to practice those business skills, I know most of you want to go to Black Hat or DefCon. I know most of you want more certifications and training. The easiest way that you can practice your business skills is by writing a business case for your leadership for those two things. Because you have to justify to leadership why they should invest $5,000, I guess it shows how old I am, that's how much SANS certs were when I was around, $7,000 now for a SANS cert plus T&E, right? You gotta justify that. It's it's easily 15 to 20,000 for a trip to Black Hat and DEF CON, right? If you stay the whole week in Vegas and eat in Vegas the entire time and attend both conferences, it's easily 10, 15, 20,000, right? And so like you have to justify what the business is going to get out of it by sending you there. And so if you want to if you want to do something today that helps you learn about business, go write business cases for a new certification or to go to Black Hat or DEF CON. I think the second thing kind of you hit the nail on the head, right, is those soft skills, right? So that's the second thing that that um I think is important. So, so um, I've been, I've obviously been doing a ton of mentoring, um, you know, uh, you know, over the last couple of years. Um, I've seen numerous people fail interviews simply because they lack soft skills. There is, there's something that I think has been lost in our conversation over the last couple of years when it talks about getting a job, and and that's that people will disqualify you if they don't think you're a good fit, and that fit comes from a certain amount of ability to be able to communicate with people. And I'm not talking like like, you know, being 
poetically articulate or, you know, any, you know, you don't have to be Tony Robbins or anything up there when I talk about that, but you've got to be able to talk to people. You got to be able to have a conversation. You got to be able to present. We've, I think this is lost on people when they think about pen testing, they think about pen testing is all hacking, right? I'm just going to go out there and I'm just going to hack the world and hack the Gibson and, you know, all this other stuff, right? And, And they forget that at some point in time, you have to write a report and that report has to articulate what you did And then you probably have to present said report to somebody at that point in time so that they understand the risk of you hacking into that system. Those are all soft skills. (laughs) And it's amazing how like pen testers want to be the greatest pen testers in the world. And then they get to that point and they're like, you had a vulnerability. It was a CVS 10 of 10. I used Metasploit module, blah, 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 blah. I got a interpreter shell. I escalated. I dumped your credentials. And then I got domain controller. Thank you. Pay me. (laughs) Like, no, that's not like you're missing literally 70% of the point of a pen test because you can't communicate. And so like, I would definitely say, especially as you grow up in this industry, as you get to that, that CISO level, as you get to that executive leadership level, you're going to spend more time in front of people with C's in front of their names. You're going to spend more time in front of people who sit on your board of directors for your company who are there to oversee and make sure that you're, you know, you're moved in the right direction. And, and I think that, that that communication skill is going to help you to be able to pair that again with your business skill to be able to get the things that you need to, especially at that, that, that executive leadership level. You've got to be able to talk to, you've got to be able to have a conversation with people who see you as literally the most useless thing in that company. This might be a tangent. You, uh, we'll, let the, we'll let you and the editors decide whether you're going to cut this out or not. <laughs> I love it when you go on your tangents, Neil, to go for it. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. David, the, the amount of people, amount of people that I've, I've seen in the last two years, sure, but throughout my career, who think that cybersecurity is the center of the universe in business is insane. Like I, I saw a meme the other day uh, uh, where they, they, it was from an old Comic-Con when, when the Marvel Universe was, was still going in full swing. Maybe you can find this. Maybe it won't get, get copyright banned like it did the last time we tried to find a movie reference, right? But it was from an old Comic-Con where, it, it, where they got all the stars from the MCU that kind of walk into the Comic-Con and you've got like, you know, Chris Evans walks in like this and, and Samuel Jackson walks in like this and, and, and Scarlett Johansson walks in like this and then Robert Downey Jr. walks into the room and he, he throws off half of his sports jacket and he's like, I'm Robert Downey Jr. And he whips open a briefcase and he takes roses out and he throws them to the audience and he's like all flamboyant and everything else. Cybersecurity people think that they're Robert Downey Jr. They think when they walk into a room, everybody's looking at them being like, hallelujah. And that cannot, like that disillusion about where we fall in the corporate food chain couldn't be further from the truth. Happens with a lot of happens a lot of niches. Sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah. And so when you realize that when you walk into a room, actually half the people in that room are groaning at you and are like, "Oh, geez, not this guy again, right?" He's going to tell us we can't we can't deploy this this application because it's got one one CVSS seven vulnerability on it. We've got a we've got a guy you know bug bountying us for, you know, DMARC on our email, we should pay him a $10,000 bounty for that, right? When, you know, you've got a guy who's saying like, like, oh, you can't, you know, you know, Im- implement MFA because MFA will, will make everybody's life harder, right? In a, in a 200,000 person company, like, like you got to realize 
you're not the center of, of the corporation's universe. And so having that communication, I say all this, I say all this not to dissuade people from going into cyber. I say all this to say, this is why communication skills are important is because you're going to have to go into a, a, a contentiously, you know, you know, battle zone of, of, of sociopolitics that if you're not able to communicate with, you're going to be ill-prepared for. I mean, business is not there to just uh, keep the cyber guys happy. They, they're there to make money. And I think a lot of them would view cyber as holding them back. So it's understandable. Yeah, absolutely. I want the last the last piece of of kind of overall advice that I want to give as you start to move up through kind of that 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 those ranks as you go from like, you know, hands-on and analyst to mid-manager executive, hopefully eventually to to the, the CISO level. I want to talk about the technical side of of being an executive. This is this is a this is a hard one, right? And, and I know that I know that there's gonna be a, there's gonna be some people who like, you know, we've mentioned a couple of them, you know, here, you know, to today, who who probably will disagree with this. But this is one that I believe in, right? I think that we are moving towards a a cybersecurity model where we've seen the pendulum swing too far to the business side, where we've had people who have had zero cybersecurity experience who have spent their entire time on the business be CISOs. I think we saw the pendulum swing back the other way, where we've had people who were former pen testers and former instant responders who accelerated through their career too fast, and there were overly technical people sitting on CISO and board of director roles who um, lost the the business battle and lost the the communication battle because they were overly technical. And I think that there I think that there is a world we're coming to where people are trying to find that middle spot. And and here's why I think it is and I and I come to that conclusion from a very very unlikely source. The SEC, back to the Security and Exchange Commission, right? In the United States is is starting to mandate that boards of directors have people sitting on them with cybersecurity experience. You may start to think that's a good thing. It is a move in the right direction. But I think what what they're what that's going to create is it's going to create a rush of people trying to get cybersecurity roles sitting on boards of directors. And I think that that's going to create a scenario where you've got Again, CISOs who have tons of business experience, but no no real cybersecurity experience, and a ton of really technical folks who don't understand anything about the business. And we're going to slowly continue to come back towards the middle where you need to have a good mix of understanding the business and understanding technically what's going on. You can't run to the latest technologies just because Gartner says it's in the upper right quadrant, right? You can't run. Come on, that's a sales ex- pitch for every company. Uh, come I, on. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Oh, we're in the upper right quadrant. You should buy from us. Yep. It, it, you can't do that. Like, you can't be that type of person. You can't, just because you saw a banner for it at RSA for XDR, just because you saw Palo Alto's XOR, XDR, blah, 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 blah. You got to run back to the company and be like, we got to put that in, right? Because Palo Alto said it was the next greatest thing. And I saw it on a banner at RSA, right? Like, you got to be smarter than that, guys, girls, right? You got to be smarter than that. You got to be able to, you you have to be able to, to, see technology and think about the threats and think about the implication of that technology and think about how that technology is going to impact your organization. Chat GPT and, and, and AI, and I know you and I have done it. I think you and I did an entire video on AI at one point in time, you know, back before the Chat GPT thing blew up. But Chat GPT is a fantastic example of that, right? How do you understand enough about generative AI to be able to tell your organization or to be able to advise your organization? Or are you just reading everybody else's paranoia about ChatGPT and be like, oh my God, ChatGPT bad. And then you run out there and you you immediately block ChatGPT. Do you understand 
what the business benefits could be so that if the business comes back to you and says, we have to get on on this generative API or generative AI, do you understand enough about the technology to say, okay, how do I enable you to take that risk? And I think that there's a balance of business and technical. And so my third piece is don't lose that technical edge. Don't lose it. But also find a way to balance the needs of the business with this, this just the absolute utter genius that some of you are going to have in this technology space. Find a way to balance it because I think you are going to be the next evolution of CISOs out there when you can expertly balance that business acumen and that technical knowledge. That's brilliant. You know, Neil, I love it when you share and you get excited because you're sharing from your heart and from passion. And, um, you know, your journey in the last 10 months or so really takes it to another level, I think, because it, when you go through hard times, and I mean, I can't say I've been through anything like you've been through. The, some of the hardest is when I almost lost my daughter and that was very close. Mm. Um, it, it crystallizes your thinking very quickly and all the noise just goes out the window and you just focus, right? And it's, it's yeah. I really appreciate you, even though you've been through such a hard time, that you're willing to still share with all of us. So thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. Absolutely. And 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 what I'll what I'll say is is um I, I will be back to streaming. I've Good. been I've I've been on and off to streaming. I've been on and off streaming, you know, since since January. Um I will come back to streaming. I want to do more of these with you. Um I'm I'm finally to a point mentally um where I can I can focus on on thoughts like this and focus on and and again back to perspective, right? I mean, I've said this on stream. If I only have 12 more months to live. Dear God, David, you and I got a lot of work to get everything that's in here out exactly. to the world. Exactly. Like, like, like I am now more motivated than ever to give everything that's in here, all this stuff that we talked about, like not being able to do a surf for. We got to find a way to get this stuff out of my head and give it to people because like I will not leave this earth without, you know, you know, transferring all this knowledge to somebody somewhere somehow. So that so that brings us to the point about, you know, how do people find you neil let's uh, are you are you streaming on twitch are you on youtube are you on twitter can you give us your socials tell people where they can go you know tap into your mind and all your experience i'm still streaming but i'm not streaming at the frequency that i was streaming before um i'm basically streaming on a very much an ad hoc ad hoc basis okay um and a lot of that just has to do with um we tried to stream the entire month of february um, we went back to like our, our full stream schedule in February and it damn near killed me. It damn near killed me. Um, the amount of effort that it took to stream at that with everything that I've got going on was just unsustainable. And so we, we decided that, um, you know, I would stream no more than every Friday. Um, so what I've been focusing on, and, and this is something you and I talked about kind of in the early days was a lot of that short format stuff. So, um, I've got two Instagram channels. I've got my personal Instagram channel, but I have a cyber and security Instagram channel. And I've been doing 90 second cyber snippets on well Instagram. Done. Well done. And so, um, yeah. And so like, um, I'll take something out of the news that I see and I'll be like, I'm going to give you 90 seconds of Neil's opinion of something that I, uh, that I see on the news. And so, um, I've been doing that. Um, I've, you, you'll notice I got a, I got a putter and a putting green over here. I've seen the photos. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I've decided I've, we talk about perspective, right? I've decided that again, I don't know how long I have to live. Right. 
cybersecurity is not a priority to me anymore. Um, you know, my family has always been number one priority and cybersecurity has always come in, you yep. know, very close second to them. So it should be. I've yeah. decided, yeah, I've decided kind of on that physical physical fitness journey and realizing how important my physical health is. You know, I haven't had a drink. I haven't had an alcohol drink since Black Hat. Wow. It's been almost a year since I've had a glass of alcohol. And a lot of that has been because the doctor has said how detrimental it could be for me. Yeah. Um, I've been exercising like a mofo and I've taken up more serious stance on golf and I have a goal. I have a personal goal to play in the PGA. If I live that long in the seniors tour, when I turn 50, so I got to live for six more years. Go for it, man. Come on. And, yep. and, and I want to, I want to, I want to participate in the seniors tour at the PGA. And so I have decided that all of my extra effort, all the extra effort that I would typically put into making content for YouTube, all the tip, extra effort that I'd put into streaming, all the extra effort is going to be towards something physically and mentally important to me, well which golf has kind of golf has kind of taken, taken that over. And so, and, and so this is, this is why I'm telling you this is because one of, one of the goals that I think I have for this year, and I'll tell you this, you know, if you want to be in on this goal with me, I want to crowdsource my journey to the PGA. Meaning I want to, and, I'm, and I want, and, and I have a ridiculous amount of transparency that I, I can and will share with you about how I'm going to do that. But um, I'm starting so late in life. I don't come from a golf pedigree. So I'm starting very much like a lot of our cyber viewers are, right? A lot of the stuff that, um, that we hear from people who are coming into cyber industry. I'm doing that with golf. Um, I don't know anybody in the PGA. I don't have any friends in the PGA. I don't have anybody who works in golf. I don't know anybody who works in golf. And golf is a highly political, highly networked, highly, you know, you know, exclusive type of membership. And it's expensive. It, it costs anywhere from $250 to $2,500 to compete in some of these championships to, to be at the PGA level. And so I'm really trying to build a social presence um, and, and, you know, a lot of that is geared towards, you know, one last goal before I depart this earth. Um, and so if I, if I were to, if I were to say, I, what I'd like to have happen is I'd like to promote my personal Instagram account. I'd like to promote the cyber and security Instagram account, the cyber and security Twitch channel. Um, you know, those three, those three socials. Um, and then I'd like to do a plug for, um, my golf journey. And I'd like to kind of give a similar plug and a shorter version of what I just told you. And just ask that if people are interested in supporting me through that, obviously they can still go to cyber and security and get all the cyber news and advice that's over there on the cyber and security Instagram channel. Um, but also my personal journey, if, um, if they want to support me that, I'd, I'd appreciate any and all support in that arena too. Yeah, I mean, so from my point of view, Neil, I'm glad you shared that. It's life is about friends and about more than just techie stuff. So I'm glad that you're sharing that. And for everyone who's watching, please go and subscribe. Please go and show your love to, you know, Neil for sharing stuff, even in very dark times. And I, Neil, I, yeah, please keep, I, you know, keep us up to date with the journey on the golf. Um, I'm really glad you're doing that. Um, and you know, please let me know when you can come back. I really want you to come back and share more, like brain dump, all that knowledge yeah. and experience, and teach all of us the stuff that you can't learn in books. Let's let's make a commitment. Let's make a commitment 
that you can be the you can be the the archaeologist that digs through the, the the trove of stuff that's up here and if we need to find a way to to codify this and keep this living for as long as we need to it's yours you can have you can have exclusive rights to the the, the details that's in my head <laughs> for your channel if you want it uh you know comment below if that's a if that, if that sounds like a good plan um but but i want some place for this stuff to live you know i think if i were to ask for 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 anything i think it would be like hey listen golf is um golf has been a huge mental and physical distraction both to cancer and to to some of the stresses that i've just been under in general and so i'd, I'd appreciate any support anybody's willing to give in that arena that's brilliant. Neil, thanks so much for sharing. Absolutely.